0: Welcome to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Michelle Fanley, and I'm in the studio with my friend, Emily Jaminette. Hello, hello. I'm super excited about this episode. Yes, and we are here today to talk about living out our vocation as women, the grace of yes, and we have a really exciting and wonderful guest with us today, Lisa Hendy, who is a speaker at our women's conference in 2018. So we're going to talk a little bit about this, this topic, this grace of yes, and bring Lisa on in a few minutes. So I, I love this topic, Emily, when you put it on our idea board, um, because it is such a powerful idea to think about our vocation as women in the church and how we can impact our church with our yeses, with our, with our gifts. And I know if you're a listener here, a regular listener to St. Gabriel Radio, you've heard this quote before, but this is from the Second Vatican Council and it was written at the end of the message, "The hour is coming and in fact has come when the vocation of woman is being acknowledged in its fullness, the hour in which women acquire in the world an influence and in fact and a power never before achieved." That is why at this moment when the human race is undergoing so deep a transformation, Women imbued with the spirit of the gospel can do so much to aid humanity and not not failing.
1: Oh, my gosh. Every time, I mean, I have that underlined again and again and again. Every time I read it, Michelle, it it reminds us that what we're doing right here, promoting our faith, you know, and, and passing that inspiration, because really, like you said, we're inspired by our Catholic faith. And that's why we, we desire to serve. And I think that that grace of yes, not being afraid to really fill that mission. I I love to tell people that with a charism is an, you know, it's an opportunity. God gives you the gift if it's to speak or to write or to serve or just even to pray, you know, whatever, not even, but of course to pray, but it's all, it's all a gift. And women are, yes, it's super important, especially in the times we live in.
0: I love how you always
1: say it, Emily. Dream big
0: for God, yeah. right? Because <laughs> God plants that seed in our hearts sometimes, and I think we can sometimes feel like, "Oh, that's not for me," or "I can't do that," or "I'm not worthy," or someone else can do that. But no, God planted that seed in your heart for you to say to say yes to that, and to to see what He ha- will open the doors. Because it's really amazing that you know I never thought I would write a book or run a women's conference for that, and to say. Just a little yes and allow the Lord to bring the people into your life to show you how to do these things. It's, it's really a gift that we see time and time again, right? With, with our women's conference and with our just our things in our parish that sometimes your little yes can really blossom and really impact your whole, your whole life. I mean, my life, I could say I'm a different person because I said
1: yes to the women's conference 12 years ago. Isn't that amazing? And just even saying yes to this radio program is a great opportunity to introduce some very influential people to a wider a wider scope such as you know our friend Lisa. So I think it's the grace of yes is so important. I think of Mark 16:15 go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel. And you know this doesn't mean that we go in just with our Bibles and just with you know our apologetics but really in as we talked about that closing p- um, statement in the Vatican Council it's in our full f- Femininity—it's our place of influence. It's our place of, you know, what what's God calling calling me to do in this moment. So I I think it's so important that we don't um, see that we all are invited to the table of evangelization. It's and it can be in really unique and creative ways, or it can be just assisting your pastor during the time of the pandemic. Someone said to me yesterday, you know, I, I was kind of a little bit cranky, and they said, "Well, have you offered your services to your pastor and what you want?" And I'm like. You know what? I don't think I worded it that way. So I need to reword what I was, you know, hoping to to be accomplished. But with I want to help you because this is important. And you know, that's that's the gift of the feminine genius, and really, it's the gift of service.
0: And I know John Paul II wrote in a letter letter to women: "For in giving themselves to each other's daily, women fulfill their deepest vocation." So that's how we as women by being in service to others, to our families, to our parishes, to our greater communities, that is living out our vocation to its fullness and what a gift and how you become more fully alive, right, when you are living out your vocation to to its fullest.
1: Well I think about what you've done with opening our schools, Michelle, and being part of that commission and and you know, giving not just back in ministry, but also in your your career. Thank God that you're a nurse and that you're my child, my children's school nurse, but also your gift to the greater community um, during this pandemic.
0: And really, you could see how God can use every, all of our gifts and talents if we are open to it. And it's just about, you know, really just opening yourselves up in prayer to asking the Lord, what is the, what is you're supposed to give at this time and what you are supposed to be doing? And, you know, sometimes, you know, a yes to, uh, to God's call may be a no to something else, you know, and so sometimes we have to discern what the Lord is calling us to do to really you know not put a strain on our family and be out of the house every single night running around for the church but really you know saying yes to our family saying yes to the lord and you know having that integrated life i think is an important thing as for our vocation as women is having that integrated life and living out that vocation and you can do that in, in serving your family as well i
1: love that i remember when you called me a couple weeks ago and you said emily it's not about balance. It's about being more integrated. And I was like, you're absolutely right. There was a word I was missing because everyone in the secular world talks about this balance, like the teeter-totter this way, that way. But the truth is we want to be authentic and we want to be integrated and we want to really grow in holiness. So that's that's it, our, our following that path. Yes. And it's really great
0: to think about our call to is to be a saint. And when we we get to talk to Lisa here in a few minutes, you know, one of her newest books is called I'm a Saint in the making. And that's all of us. We are saints in the making. Each and every one of us is called to be a saint. And by living out of vocation is how we achieve that sanctification. And it's not going to be in some Probably some grandiose way. We're not going to be asked to, many of us won't be asked to be a martyr or be a pope or, you know, anything, a formally canonized saint, but living our everyday lives can lead us to sanctification and holiness and to be a saint. And I love we were driving in the car just yesterday and my daughter said she's sex, she said, You know what, I want to be when I grow up, Mom? I said what? She said, I want to be a saint. And I was like, you got it, girl. Like <laughs> that is it. Now if everybody thought like that, you know, that would we'd have what an amazing place. So this is really, you know, our our vocation and our call in life to call to holiness and to call to be
1: to become a saint. Well, I noticed too, all my children will say, like my younger ones, I'll tell them something about the faith and they'll go... Why haven't you told me that before? That's really important. And I'll be like, I thought I did. You know, cuz it, it's never ending. You don't just know everything Catholic, but it's it's an uh, ongoing process. So if you're feeling a little intimidated where you're like, I didn't know that. That's okay. We all can we all can say that, but we're on the journey and that's what matters. That's
0: right. Take take it day by day. A new new fresh start is tomorrow. Well, we would now like to welcome on our guest today, Lisa Hendy, who is the founder of catholicmom.com best-selling author of multiple books, including The Grace of Yes, The Catholic Mom's Prayer Companion, The Handbook for Catholic Moms, and she has some beautiful children's books, um, including the Time Traveler series, I Am God's Storyteller, and as I mentioned a little bit ago, I'm I'm a saint in the making. So Lisa has been traveling worldwide and doing mission trips, and she has spoken at our conference, and I think every conference in Catholic Women's Conference in the United States, um, written in multiple Catholic magazines and, and podcasts and, and you know everything all Catholic. She is my inspiration. So I'd love to welcome to the show today, Lisa Hendy.
2: Oh, it's so great to be with you, too. And I I just feel like this proud mom. Like, I'm just so <laughs> proud of the two of you. And I'm, I am so blessed to be able to have your friendship and to have you in my life. Thank you for letting me be with you today.
0: Oh. Well, you were with us a couple of years ago, and I know lots of things have changed. Uh, so tell us what you've been up to. Well, in our
2: world, right, I I think I'd left from you to go immediately on an international trip, and oh my goodness, how life has changed since then. Um, Family life is very different. Right now, I'm in a phase of really ministering to um, our family and specifically to my aging parents, so that's a major change, and it's interesting when we talk about our yes, how God will call you to, you know, sometimes it's far easier to minister internationally than under your own roof, so I'm experiencing a little bit of that, and you mentioned some of my new children's work, and that's been a great gift in last two years to be spending some time working specifically with children.
1: Well, you know, I think we forgot to mention, too, how could we forget that, again, CatholicMom.com, how influential that has been to Michelle and I as being ministered to and now being able to contribute, because this is something in which, you know, you you had a small vision and look at how it has grown. So maybe you could tie in, you know, the grace of yes and a lot of these uh, extraordinary and amazing um, opportunities of service, not just physically, but also on the internet.
2: Well, it feels really um, special to talk about the grace of yes on um, St. Gabriel Radio because there you have like this amazing intercessor of yes for us, right? That invited our ladies, um, very humble yes to uh, what God was calling her to do. Um, you know, while my work began with CatholicMom.com a couple of years ago, we had the great opportunity for the uh, work that we do there to become a part of um, the work of another saint, uh, Venerable Patrick Peyton, who founded um, Family Rosary and Holy Cross Family Ministry and Catholic Mom has become a part of that ministry. And so now the work that we do, you know, specifically is tied to to Father Payton's um, work and specifically that motto that he has, that the family that prays together stays together. And I I think I see in my work lately this sense that um, family is the family that lives in our home with us, certainly during this age of pandemic. You know, we're ministering in our domestic churches and giving our guests there. But we also see, I guess, to the family of our parish or our church and to our world. And so I think we're all trying to figure out, you know, how is God trying to use me right where I am right now to serve other people?
0: You are listening to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Michelle Family, and I'm in the studio with my co-host, Emily Jaminette. And on the line, we have, a, have with us Lisa Hendy from CatholicMom.com, all the way from Los Angeles, California. So we are talking about today about serving the greater community with our gifts and the grace specifically of YES! And we, you shared in your book, Lisa, that you said, "I want to live my life loving God by generously giving the best parts of what He has created in me to the service and love of others." So, can you share a little bit more about that quote with our listeners?
2: You know, I think the first thing that's key to that is understanding that God created us uniquely as we are, and really praying about and discerning. You know, what are the gifts that God's placed within me, especially within the station in life that I'm in right now. Now, I'm I'm farther along my path than the two of you are, so I I certainly have a different, you know, life circumstances right now. And so somebody who's out there right now that's maybe at home with little ones or in a, you know, a woman working in an office today who's single, you're at a different stage of life. So really um, pray and assess, you know, what are the, the seeds that God's planted within you? And then, you know, I love that Emily mentioned Michelle's service as a nurse, because a lot of times we think about, oh, service to others needs to happen in a churchy sense, you know, and what we're doing in active ministry. But for most of us, the service that we'll give in our life is, is every much about you know, what it is that we're spending our day today doing. So how can I serve and and be loving and be God's light right where I am each day? And I think that it evolves and changes. And so when we go through those moments that are hard, like moments that uh, the ones that so many of us are facing right now where we're challenged financially or in a familial sense, you know, God is using us in that moment. And so rather than despairing, can we look into, you know, what's the way that I'm being called to put on my big girl panties right now, <laughs> and, you know, really live um, this trust that I'm called to. Um, and, and maybe that changes and evolves over time.
1: Well, what a perfect uh, segue into the greats of no. Because <laughs> in your book, you also talk about how sometimes, you know, a no to something is a yes to something else. And that that's instructions that my parents have always, um, you know, instilled in me. But I, I think it's important to talk about that. Maybe you could um, touch on the grace of no.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think with every well-discerned yes is a well-discerned no. And so I think um, sometimes that means uh, recognizing that there are limits to uh, what what it is that we can do. And really, for me, it means a, a kind of a three-pronged thing. It means looking certainly at other responsibilities that I have on my plate. It means Looking at my primary vocation. So I joke that my husband, I figured out, is not a mind reader. So I need to actually talk with him about the things that I want to do, even if they're great things, you know, to get his um, agreement for what the priorities are in our marriage and my life. And then, you know, also sometimes we can have time for something and it can fit in with a vocation, but we just know if we add one more. Thing to our list, <laughs> it's going to send us over the, at the edge. So really praying about that. How will this leave, um, leave an impact on my spiritual life? And so for me, sometimes that means saying no. I mean, for the most part, I try to err on the side of yes, but um, part of that is saying no, both to commitments and sometimes also to um, substances or behaviors that separate me from God's will for my life.
1: Wow, oh, that's so, so
0: true. And I, you mentioned a little bit about your husband in um, that last comment. And I love how you shared with us at the Women's Conference um, a little bit earlier in your journey how your husband wasn't Catholic. And I think we've got probably a lot of listeners out there who, who may be going through that with their spouse isn't Catholic or their spouse isn't practicing. And you had some great words of wisdom in your book and in your talk about that. So can you share a little bit about that with our listeners?
2: Yeah, I think um, what I would hope to give you is is peace and joy um, and love for your marital situation, right, as it is. um, Greg and I met at at Notre Dame, you know, a very Catholic university, and um, Greg wasn't, he was baptized Christian but really wasn't raised in any faith, and it wasn't until 17 years into our marriage that he actually entered the church through RCIA. I credit my son's second-grade teacher because I don't think she knew when she was preparing the two of them for first communion that she was preparing my husband as well, but that happened and um, it's been a great great blessing. Um, but I think it also for me was a point of despair for many years that I judged my own relationship with God based on you know what I perceived to be Greg's relationship with God and that I kind of held myself responsible. And while we're certainly called to be a light and a love and a prayer warrior for the people in our lives. And are important to us, you know, the only person whose relationship with Jesus we ultimately control is our own. And so when I was able to kind of let go of some of that guilt that I felt um, and really just ask God to to come into Greg's heart and touch him in the way that God had planned um, and to rest in a perfect trust of that, you know, that's when it happens. Um, and it's been a great, great blessing for our family. But I know that my greatest job as a wife is to be Greg's prayer warrior and his partner on this path
0: to heaven. Well, thank you. That's so, so beautiful. And I think so many people need to, to hear that and no matter if your spouse is Catholic or not, like we are, our job is to get our spouses to
1: heaven. So we've got to pray them there <laughs> and we got to be nice exactly. too, right? Lisa, like you mentioned, joy, peace in the home, love in the home. And, and really um, think of the words of father Peyton, you know, a family that prays together stays together. So, you know, figuring how to incorporate prayer in and, in a very loving and ordinary way, right?
2: (laughs) I, I think it's one of the reasons that I love not only the lives of the saints, because often they speak to people who aren't of a faith, but the stories of the saints are compelling. They contain history and lessons for us. And I also love the traditions of the church. So we're coming up to the season of Advent soon, and maybe that's a perfect time. Even if you're not in a home that's actively practicing, you know that you place an Advent wreath in the center of your table, and yet you take a few minutes every night, you know, just as your family is to kind of quiet yourselves and ready for what we're really celebrating at this
1: time. And that's the gift of this, you know, pandemic. It's there's also some blessings. And one is our life has been simplified. Our schedules are. Or lighter. And as my one daughter said, and everybody's cleaning their hands, mom, it's a miracle. (laughs) So, (laughs) so maybe, uh, you know, as we approach Advent and the different liturgical seasons, you know, ahead of us that we, you know, it's every day is an opportunity to grow in faith. So Lisa, can can you
0: tell our listeners, I'm sorry, where, where our listeners can find you online and, uh, in the, in the cyber world? Absolutely. I really hope you'll come over to my
2: little blog at lisahendy.com or if you're on social media, just find me at lisahendy. I love all of my friends on social media. And if you're somebody who's heard something today that sparked, you know, a desire in you to have somebody to pray with you over something, please send me an email. You can reach me at lisahendy at com, and I'd love to carry your prayer intentions.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Lisa. We know you are ultra busy, and so it's such an honor to have you on as our guest. And we wish you all the best, and we hope we see you sometime in Columbus again soon. Yep, I hope so too. And thank you for your yes. Your two are so beautiful, and God bless your beautiful show. Thanks. Thanks. God bless. Well our next segment of the show is like we what we like to call the sisterhood of saints so we want to give you a saint who has inspired Emily and I and hope that she inspires you to live out your catholic faith and today we're talking about the grace of yes and we couldn't think of a better saint the 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 highest saint is mary the mother of god and her beautiful fiat, her yes to being the mother of God. So we're gonna just share a
1: little bit about our favorite Blessed Mother stories. Well, Michelle and I both were raised in, well, raised in Catholic families. And I think that's something that's unique that we found that many of the practices that happened in my home also were happening in Michelle's home. So for example, we would have the Sunday night rosary. Now, Michelle had every night rosary. So she, I, I think she gets the winner of, of ding number of rosaries said as a family. But you know, our rosaries were, were meaningful, but a little rambunctious at times. And, um, so I think about just if, you know, the rosary is such a gift. It's such a gift to teach your children how to pray. And how to to learn to meditate. So even if it's awkward, as maybe you know, ours was as a child. Or um, not saying that right now, raising seven children, twenty one to four, there aren't you know little spats here and there. Um, but it's it's an opportunity to meditate on the life of Christ and to make sure your children know these stories. Recently, someone said, you know, praying the rosary is like looking at a scrapbook of the Blessed Mother about her son, Jesus. And I was like, what a cool analogy, because each page that you turn, you enter into a mystery of our Lord. So, um, you know, don't be intimidated through prayers, especially the rosary. Um, The other day, I prayed the sorrows of Mary. And that was beautiful for me to remember the heartache she went through because you know motherhood or vocation of women. there are a lot of things that break our heart. We're more sensitive, and it's important to think about you know her response to the the very difficult experiences that went on with the life of Christ and even ultimately his death.
0: yes, and I think I've always felt a special connection with the blessed mother, and even as you remember growing up, I had this picture of Mary in my bedroom. And I always felt that I could go to her and ask her things and ask her to intercede uh, on my behalf. And I, I always felt that special motherly love, that tenderness. And I still actually have that same exact picture. I, when I got married, my parents gave it to my husband and I, and it's hanging in my bedroom. And I, I love it so much. And just the way she, it looks down, it's so tenderly on us. And she really wants her Her goal is to help us to love Jesus more and more and to help us to get to heaven. So what a beautiful gift we have in the Blessed Mother, in this tradition of our church. And, you know, I think one of my favorite Mary stories is, um, I think about eight years ago, um, we Emily and I did one of the very first groups of 33 Days to Morning Glory, Father Gately's book. And now this was way before it was popular. In fact, I had a runoff copy that was sent to us by the Marians, and we had 42 women that gathered together in um, a little office space and went through it together. And it was, you know six weeks of praying and meditating and going through the study guide together. And it was a wonderful gift. But immediately after we consecrated that year on December 11th, uh, my son got really sick. And I realized that, you know, this was a really difficult journey, was long-term in the hospital, had long-term, you know, physical and um, occupational therapy. And I realized, though, in hindsight, having that special time, that six weeks of, you know, contemplative prayer and really growing in my relationship with the Blessed Mother, bringing me closer to Christ, really helped me get through that challenging time. And I was so grateful that I had had that boost in my spiritual life before um, I went through that. So I knew the Blessed Mother was there with me um through that trying time and had experienced, you know, suffering of her son and knew what I was going through.
1: And I think that's a great reminder is that when we go through suffering, right? It's our response that matters. Because sometimes that suffering can pivot us to a really dark place. And as a result, we have the blessed mother to show us how to respond to those trials and those difficulties and those heartaches. And I love to, you know, meditate on you know, Mary points to Jesus, and Jesus introduces us to his mother and That's something in which is so um inspiring to not only see her as a mother but as our queen, as our role model of virtue and what we're what we're really striving for so i'm I'm really um excited that we were able to talk about the Blessed mother openly and and if you don't have an image in your home, this is a great time. I think every thrift store I always love to save Mary. My mom taught me that tradition like. Oh, she was in the thrift store. We need to save Mary. So we have a lot of Marys that have been saved. So if it's purchasing a new image for the first time, framing a prayer card or saving Mary at the thrift store, you know, you have an image of the Blessed Mother in your house. It is a, such a consoling image. And I love,
0: you know, the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe is a very popular image. And I mean, I know we have several in our house and it's, it's really a, a gift to remind our families that We not only have an earthly mother, but you have a heavenly mother. And then she is someone to look for, to to emulate, to, you know, she's such a woman of fantastic virtue that if we look into what the, how the Blessed Mother lived her life and how she can inspire us
1: to live these, our Christian faith to the fullest. And she crushes the head of Satan. So that's another great thing about the Blessed Mother is, you know, she, she definitely has tremendous role here in in our salvation history. So, But I I think it's great that maybe we could pray the Hail Mary together. We can um, honor her in our words. And I think about the Gospel of Luke comes alive when we prayed this prayer.
0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
1: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death.
0: Amen. Amen. Father, Son. Holy Spirit, amen. We thank you so much for joining us today. This is Michelle family and you are listening to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm in studio with Emily Jaminette, and we have been talking today about the vocation of women, our grace of yes and our heavenly mother, the blessed mother. So we are so honored that you joined us today. We hope that you continue to be inspired by your faith. We ask tell you to reach out to to a friend and and, um, share about this radio program. It's another great way to make a, a spiritual friend and stay in touch with us at the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference at columbuscatholicwomen.com. May God bless you today and always.